improving the health of our community through compassion and excellence in healthcare services, Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital brings you another informational podcast. It's Your Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. It's estimated that one in seven new mothers suffer from postpartum depression, but confusion, shame, and embarrassment often prevent women from seeking treatment. It's important that medical professionals and family members know the signs of postpartum depression so they can help the women get the help that they need. My guest today is Elizabeth Tarantini. She's a clinical social worker and a member of the staff at Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. So how common is postpartum depression? What are you seeing going on today? Um, We're seeing a tremendous rise, not only in postpartum depression, which I think a lot of people are really familiar with, um, but a little less known and a little less talked about are postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. So we also see, and I'm seeing a tremendous increase in postpartum anxiety, um, which includes things like postpartum obsessive compulsive disorder um, in both the pregnancy period and the postpartum period. What's the difference between baby blues and true postpartum depression? Baby blues is usually a little bit more of a transient experience, so may, you know, last a few days, be a little bit more mild. Um, People are typically a little more comfortable labeling their postpartum mood disorder as a baby blues. It seems a little less frightening, I think, than postpartum depression. Um, Postpartum depression does last... um, a little bit longer, um, it does become a little bit more severe. So we're, we're looking at uh, potentially the difference between, you know, some weepiness, some adjustment to something a little bit more considerable, something that's really not easily shaken um, and not in one's own uh, willpower necessarily to uh, shake or get rid of. And before we get into symptoms and red flag, are there some women that are more likely to experience postpartum depression? To a certain degree, yes. There are some risk factors, things like being a newborn intensive care uh, mother, um, someone who's suffered a loss. Um, Sometimes if you have a history of, of depression or postpartum depression, these are risk factors we would look at. That being said, it doesn't... um, if you've had five pregnancies that you haven't had any and you have no history of anything, you could still have postpartum depression with your next pregnancy. So we we call this parity. So it doesn't matter how many times you've been pregnant, you still could have it with another baby. So there are risk factors. However, that doesn't rule anything out for um, a woman either. So what are the symptoms that a loved one might recognize in the woman or that she might recognize in herself that would say, you know what, this is not normal, just post-baby stuff. This is something I really need to talk to someone about. Um, Some of the things we look at are things like sleep disturbances. Now, we all know new moms at times have um, a harder time sleeping. They're up breastfeeding. They're up pumping. They're up, you know, in the middle of the night caring for the baby, and sleep is usually an issue. But things like not being able to sleep or sleeping too much, not feeling like you can get up and out of bed, Um, feelings of hopelessness is a big one, you know, really not... um, feeling like things are are getting better or going to get better and you're kind of stuck in this helplessness and um, guilt that you're feeling um, with anxiety, things, you know, excessive worry about things that aren't realistic, you know, things happening 
to you, things happening to the baby, um, more so than just, you know, the normal, is the baby still breathing type of um, people, you know, when they get a new baby home, especially first-time parents who, you know, watch the baby breathe. It's it's more um, a deeper, intrusive thought process that um, you can't shake. Um, feelings of irritability is a big sign that um, people don't see. Now, when you have sleep deprivation, a lot of times, you know, you might be irritable. We're all irritable sometimes when we don't sleep very well. But um, irritability is a sign of depression that people don't often recognize. Most of the time, people will recognize weepiness, um, cry, moms will express, I'm crying for no reason. But a lot of times they don't understand why they are so irritable, why they're snapping at everybody around them, even people that are helping them. Um, some of the more concerning symptoms that we see is the emotional disconnection from the child, um, being concerned that um, they're not bonding well or not wanting to, to care for a baby. Those are a little bit more concerning. So those are, um, and then isolating. That's another really big thing that we look at is people isolating themselves from family and friends, um, not wanting to go out, um, sitting on the couch, staying put, you know, just um, kind of robotically moving through their motherhood. Um, those are things that we, we would be concerned about. Elizabeth, with the new mother, and you mentioned that fear of not bonding, and of course the irritability that comes from that lack of sleep and worry about the new baby, and our hormones are raging at the same time. So Mm -hmm. what is a woman to do if she is feeling some of these things and she's got some of these red flags? What are some of the treatments for postpartum depression? Well, I think one of the first things you got to do is be able to recognize it, that it does not, there's no judgment in this. If we know that one in seven and some estimates as high as one in five moms suffer from some form of postpartum mood or anxiety disorder, that there needs to be an awareness and to be able to reach out for help. And so often I see in the support group that I run here, there's so many women who are really suffering in silence and, um, Maybe because of you know information they've gotten here through the hospital or through you know groups in the community that they even know that they can come and have a safe place to talk. So the first step would really be um, helping to recognize it and speaking to somebody about it. Hopefully your partner, hopefully your um, your OB or your pediatrician, both of whom are hopefully well educated in. Um, postpartum mood and anxiety disorders, and reaching out to other women who may be um, knowledgeable about it. Those would be kind of the first steps if they're feeling like that. When does medication come into play? Medication is really helpful. And, you know, when you mentioned hormones being out of control, what happens is, you know, hormones uh, grow exponentially during pregnancy. And then once you deliver, there's a rapid drop in, um, in those hormones. So a lot of this is chemical and a lot of moms feel tremendously guilty because they can't overcome these emotions and feelings on their own. So um, they feel like, well, I just you know, everything else I can kind of shake out of, but I can't really shake out of this and I can't really get it over. So that's when we become a little bit more concerned when we've exhausted kind of everything else as far as support and nutrition and, you know, battling the isolation and getting that social support, which is a huge factor as well. Um, Getting everything kind of in place and it's still not kind of working, then um, medications are... um, indicated and very helpful. 
Um, there's a few things when we're talking about medications, and, and I encourage people to talk to their um, OBGYNs, or, you know, we give referrals to um, psychiatrists so that people can um, make sure to get the help that they need. Um, some things to keep in mind with medications that new moms are leery of. First thing we think of is breastfeeding. Well, I don't want to take any medication because this will affect either affect my birth, my milk supply or it will um, somehow get through to the baby. And what we found is most antidepressants are safe during the breastfeeding process. And um, I will also have um, any moms meet with our lactation consultants here at Henry Mayo who are super supportive with our new mom community in meeting with them just to reassure them and showing them um, science and evidence that um, a lot of these antidepressants don't get through to medication. The second thing with medication is a lot of moms are concerned that they'll somehow become addicted or have to be on them forever. And what we see is that that's not true either, um, that we do know that it is a transient thing that, you know, for most, not for all, but for most, that, you know, you won't be on it very long term. You know, we're looking at typically to a year, and then having your doctors wean you off. Because, again, those chemical um, imbalances in the brain are starting to stabilize and stable out. And, you know, your support, you've got the overwhelmingness of parenthood kind of under you, and everything seems to be falling a little bit more into place. So how can family and friends get involved and help? Um, listen, don't judge. I think a lot, that's probably the biggest thing. I think a lot of new moms feel very judged, um, feel that there are a lot of expectations on their motherhood, on what it should be and how they should be and how they should feel and how they should parent. So one of the first things we do in our support group is get rid of the should-haves. Um, there's no should-haves allowed, um, in our group because, you know, we're all just trying to do the best we can. And that goes for um, pretty much everything in parenting. So being supportive, helping out during those first um, weeks and months is really critical. Not, um, you know, and things like providing meals, doing a load of laundry, um, taking other children to things. Um, And moms need to work on that too, because it's really hard sometimes for moms to accept help even when people are doing it. So just saying, I'm here if you need anything, isn't really um, enough in some ways. Sometimes it's becoming a little bit more um, assertive and saying, I'll be bringing you dinner on Wednesday night so you don't have to worry about cooking. Or, you know, I'm going to pick up some groceries. I'm already here. What do you want? I'm here. Tell me what you need. Little things like that, that, that people can do that do make a big impact when people are struggling to Um, move forward and encourage them to get help, encourage them to go to groups, encourage them to go to therapy, encourage them to feel okay with taking medications if they need it, that that's what they need for their baby. And that's what they need to be a good mom. These are great tips, Elizabeth. And tell us about the free screening of the movie on maternal mental health called Dark Side of the Full Moon. Oh, that's really, we're really, really excited about this. We've been working on this for a while. Uh, April 27th, we're having a screening here at Henry Mayo. Um, We're even having the director of it's a documentary. It's a wonderful documentary that really goes into depth about um, postpartum mood disorders, postpartum depression, and how serious it is. Um, and really working on a strategy. Henry Mayo has been working diligently on a strategy with our obstetricians, our pediatricians, with our hospital as a whole, 
um, and community partners to um, really address this problem that is so significant. It's the number one um, issue and complication of childbearing years is postpartum depression. And it's pretty much, you know, for many years it's been neglected. So we're bringing this movie to the hospital so that we can really increase the community's awareness of it and really bring it out of the shadows. And how can people sign up or do they have to sign up? Um, I'm not sure actually offhand how it is free. It's going to be free to the community. Um, We will have posted on our website soon. I didn't see it there actually today when I looked, but we will have it up soon, how to register and how to RSVP, not register, but just RSVP so that we have an idea of numbers of people that will be there um, within the community. It should be up on our website soon if it's not already. And just offer up your best advice in the last minute here for women who may be suffering from postpartum depression and the family that loves them and wants to help them. Reach out for help. Uh, Social workers um, in the community at lots of different agencies are really good resources to go to. Uh, We're licensed mental health professionals. My number here at the hospital, if you, I'm here Monday through Friday, typically 8 to 4.30. My number here is 661 200 2229, which is baby, 200 baby. Um, Call me anytime. Um, I'll give you resources, resources in the community. Come to our Mommy Time support group, which we have from 10 to 11 um, every Monday at our brand new Henry Mayo Fitness Center. Um, Just give me a call to register. And I'm here to support not only moms that are going through it, but dads that are going through it because dads wind up having some form of depression as well oftentimes, and um, also family members to to give you guys the support that you need um, in getting through all of this. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being with us today. It's such important information. You're listening to It's Your Health Radio with Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. And for more information, you can go to henrymayo.com. That's henrymayo.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.